1: This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On this edition of Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking product marketing. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to episode 23 of Confessions of a Marketer. We'll get to the discussion on product marketing with my old friend Josh Martin in just a moment. Coming up, we have a few terrific episodes in the works. I've got Joe Kasherba next week to talk about design in an era of sameness. Then we'll talk with Professor Bob McCullough about the next generation of marketers. Plus, we just confirmed a chat about GDPR in the next couple of weeks with the CEO of Wonderman Data. If you don't know what GDPR is, you will soon. Lots more to come, so stay tuned. On to Josh Martin and product marketing. Josh and I first met at a market research firm about 10 years ago. He was an analyst, a bright analyst at that, and he seemed to have a knack for distilling complex issues down to the facts, whether it was a market, a company, or some other argument. He went on to a couple of other firms, but a few years ago landed with Logi Analytics and product marketing. I wanted to get the inside scoop on product marketing, how it should work, why it's important, and so forth. And I thought Josh would be the ideal person to discuss it with because I knew he'd have a unique perspective. Let's get to the chat. Josh Martin, it's great to have you here on Confessions of a Marketer. Welcome.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. It's great to speak to you today.
1: So you came into product marketing from the analyst world. So how did those skills you honed over that part of your career prepare you for your current role?
0: Yeah, I think it was actually really essential to my success, and and the primary criteria that I would look at is the ability to really understand a market. Uh, That was something that I did a lot of as an analyst, not surprisingly. I've always kind of defined the analyst world as there are kind of two types of analysts, right? You have analysts that pick a topic, and they're very, very deep and knowledgeable about that topic. They know the key players, and that's kind of what they cover for 15 or 20 years of their career. And then you have another type of analyst, which is kind of what I was, and I kind of bounced around from different topic areas. So I started covering video, and then I covered the internet, and then I covered internet video, and then I covered consumer electronics and mobile applications. And the one thing I learned in making all those transitions was you need to have a really methodical way to understand and assess what a market is looking for, what the conditions are in order to be successful, and ultimately, um, what the competitive landscape looks like. And all of those skills are really important in product marketing. And it's not a direct transition because ultimately you're taking you know, a sidestep, right? You're going from being um, more of a, a thinker and a writer to uh, someone that needs to execute. So those skills are very different. But I think those foundational elements were essential to me being successful in my role.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of an interesting corollary between looking at a broad market and looking at a kind of an individual company's market.
0: Yeah, you know, what's funny now is now on the other side, you know, we work with a lot of analyst firms at this point uh, in time and the world has changed fairly dramatically because I remember as an analyst, we'd often want to provide strategic and tactical advice to our customers and, and talk about kind of how they need to compete in the future and where the market was headed and the high level stuff was fine. But ultimately, when you were thinking about strategic information and we get pitched by analyst firms all the time that are trying to say, well, we'll help you with your go to market or we'll help you with your strategy and understanding the marketplace. And it's very difficult to find analysts that are as knowledgeable about the market because, you know, we're competing in it every day. Right. and It's not particular to me or, or to Logi, but it really is relevant for any kind of practitioner. Getting advice from an outside party is challenging. So we've kind of transitioned and now use the analyst community really for third-party validation so they kind of understand the market and the competitive landscape, and they can take the you know 10,000-foot view and provide that context to our customers in a way that, you know, us saying it probably wouldn't be very helpful, because obviously, we're a bit biased, even if we want to be as credible as we can be whenever we write something. Um, but that's kind of how we use the analyst community. But having the ability to create really compelling content is also incredibly important, because as we know, kind of the inbound strategy of creating material that appeals to buyers throughout their entire journey, you know, the staff that's always bandied about is, you know, 50 plus percent of research is done online before someone wants to talk to a salesperson. So. Making sure that you're setting yourself up as credible, knowledgeable, helpful are all things that are really, really important when you're trying to build influence with buyers down the road. So
1: is that a lesson you would give your younger self as an analyst?
0: Yeah, I think I would probably do things very differently. I remember as an analyst, I always wanted to talk strategy, and it was something that was always interesting to me. uh, But I always felt that we weren't really in a legitimate position to do that because, again, we weren't practitioners of that. And it's just a different Set of skills, right? So the advice that you give people as an analyst has to be very different than the ground level work necessary to be successful in a you know a tactical role like product marketing. But I think that was helpful, and, and some of my lessons that were good and bad as an analyst have informed my ability to execute here. So one of the stories I've told in the past, and and I recently did a webinar with uh, Pragmatic Marketing talking about market definition, and one of the key things that you need to think about there is is there a market that's sizable enough for your product? And the story that I told was when I went to Strategy Analytics, which is a market research firm based in the Boston area, I built a mobile application research practice. Uh, I say that for several years the practice was very successful. I left. And I'm actually coming back and tried to build a different service based on similar data sets. And you know, two or three years later, the market had changed, and I didn't do my due diligence to understand and assess what the competitive landscape looked like, what the market looked like, what the market would bear. And what we tried to build ultimately wasn't successful as a result. And they've kind of taken some different turns after I lined up leaving there and joining Logi. But it was a good reminder that if you don't thoroughly understand what you're getting yourself into, you're going to find yourself in a quagmire.
1: So you're a product marketer now. And what are kind of maybe the three things you'd recommend that a person does in that role when they first start?
0: So it depends on where you're coming in in, in the group but and how big the company is. So those are, those are the caveats I'll put up front. Yep. I think the challenge is that you need to really understand three key areas, right? If you want to be successful in product marketing, you need to understand the market. You need to understand the product that your company is selling and perhaps multiple products if you're supporting the corporate entity. And you need to understand kind of the sales process. And the first thing I would do is try to figure out all of those things, because even if you've been a product marketer, you may have frameworks that are super helpful for you in terms of you know, creating an understanding of what's happening but you're probably entering a situation even if you're in the exact same space like if i went to another bi company the the differentiators would be different right the competitors would be slightly different the value sure. propositions would be different right. so the number one thing that i would do is understand what your product is understand what the sales process is positive and negative and then ultimately start forming opinions and uh, the one thing i always suggest to people is to not go in with a preconceived notion that either you know everything or that you have a hunch uh, go in open-minded. It gives you the opportunity to assess your own series of beliefs as well. And there are lots of people that know lots of things from the CEO down to the marketing intern. So talk to everybody and get their feedback and perspective before you start executing. Uh, because if you run before you learn to walk, as we all know, um, you're you're likely to fall. Right. So that was only one, but I feel like there was a lot of things built into that, Mark. So I hope that yeah, was all three yeah, I, I, built into one answer. I think
1: it was fairly comprehensive because also every situation is different, right? Every mature company is different. There are different sizes. They they have different market segments that they're going after. And that just fundamentally makes them different.
0: Yeah. And The one thing that's been interesting here in this role is I joined as a product marketing manager and the company was going through a fairly significant transition. Again, you know, I work for a company that does BI and, and sells a platform. For analytics, so if you're a software vendor, you buy our platform, you plug it in, and then you can add analytics to your application without having to you know, build it all yourself. And we were going through a transition. We had sort of looked at the end-user market, so like the Tableau market, and tried to build a product that was focused on those users. And, and not surprisingly, when you're a you know a mid-sized company competing with the likes of you know Power BI by Microsoft or Tableau, it's very very difficult to get traction in a market. So we were going through a significant transition from a world that if I Join the company three months earlier or six months earlier would have been very different. So, we went from we have two products, we're focused on end users, to we're going back to our core product, which is a platform we sell to product managers and developers, and really trying to dig in on the personas and personalities of those people, understanding the value propositions that are related to those buyer and user personas. So, anything can change in any moment, and you ultimately have to have the frameworks necessary to adjust and also be flexible to adjust right if we had stayed with our opinions of well we're going to just tackle this market and we're going to keep going after it and we're going to burn a ton of money we probably wouldn't have been successful but because we were able to transition and understand you know who our buyers were who we were most successful with we were able to effectively make that transition back and now we've well positioned ourselves with this particular buyer segment who we think is really the future of our company. And that's who we focus on servicing every day. Right.
1: If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalent.org today. The pivot is a key skill in product marketing, I would imagine.
0: It's very difficult. And then to kind of discuss the point you made before in regards to the situation of an individual company, really the personalities of the product team, the personalities of the folks on the sales team, the types of executives you have, all will really impact your ability to be successful. I mean, at larger companies, they have someone that's focused exclusively on sales enablement, another person that's exclusively focused on competition and competitive enablement. And they have people that are kind of subject matter experts in each of these functional areas. And at Logi, we don't have that, right? It's me and I have um, someone on my team that focuses on customer marketing, which is a function that we've been building out in 2018. So that also will have a big impact. If you're going to work for a very large company, you're probably going to be in a very specific vertical, the kind of focus, kind of a role, right? You'll have one area that you'll get very, very deep in, but you probably won't have exposure broadly. Whereas the role that I'm in I'm everywhere, right? I work with the product team, I help the CEO with special projects, I do data analysis, I do market sizing. I mean, we do all of these things on a regular basis because the market changes on a regular basis and we're the team that supports that. So those are pros and cons if you are thinking of getting into product marketing, being in a small company will give you a lot more visibility into different things, but being in a large company will let you become an expert. Sure. And um, for me, I've kind of made my career decision a long time ago. I like doing lots of different things and not being boxed into a particular area. But for some people, getting deep into something really, really deep is, is what they're great at. And that's what drives things forward at the company.
1: Everyone's different, right?
0: Yep. That's what makes the world great.
1: <laughs> so so if, if you had a clean slate and you were at a startup, forget about budget and all that, how would you envision the product marketing role working?
0: I think the way that we've set it up here is useful. So here at Logi, I think the product marketing needs to be in in part of the senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. And I think the one thing that I would like to do is get product marketing involved earlier in market definition. So really working with the product team and defining the different roles of people, because obviously there are swim lanes that get very frequently crossed into each other. and, And that's not a bad thing, but I think understanding the capabilities. So my strength has always been in the research area and defining a market, understanding market problems and working with the product team to articulate values that our product has in the form of unique selling propositions that address those problems. But I think I might do it a slightly different way at a startup where I might say, let's start with the market problems versus we have this product and it doesn't 25 things, let's pick the three that are most relevant. I would probably be more involved earlier on with the product team saying, this is what the market looks like. Let's do our due diligence. Let's find the next big area. That's a key focus for us versus, you know, we have technical debt we have to pay off, or we have a big demand from an existing customer or a competitor just released this feature. I think I would probably approach things slightly differently and find a way to get market data and insight and information to be core and critical to every decision the product team makes, and not to the point where you're kind of paralyzed and can't move forward, but certainly to the point where the decisions you make have a lasting impact on the market because you don't get many bites of the apple in any kind of software environment or really any business that you're in at all anymore. So you have to do things right. No one has unlimited budget, no one has unlimited resources. So you've got to make the right decisions, prioritize the right features. And then it's easier to articulate that to the market if you're actually solving a problem.
1: Right. Now, often a product marketer is in the position of trying to find a market for a product rather than finding a market and building a product to fit that market, right?
0: Yes. I guess in my idealized world of a company, it could be the other way around. Yeah. Hey, here's a problem. Let's build a product to yeah. solve it. And it's not always going to be that way, right? Sometimes you're going to have to... Um, work to articulate the value propositions. But but then the challenge is identifying the right segment of people that have that particular problem, highlighting that problem to them, figuring out who they are, what they care about, how to talk to them, partnering with a strong marketing team that can target those folks and really focus on the pains that they're feeling, because that's kind of where we are in the in the world of marketing, right? You can talk to people about their hopes and dreams and aspirations. But in the B2B world, it's really a, a pain-oriented, yeah. you have this problem, we can solve it because you're going to have to go justify budget. And I've never heard anyone go for budget and say, I feel really a lot better about myself, Mr. Bossman <laughs> uh, or woman, if, if you would just approve this budget and we could use this piece of software. I'm pretty sure that that's a recipe for not getting a budget approved. So right. usually there's a problem and you have to solve that problem.
1: Yeah, it's not about my self-esteem. It's about helping the company solve a problem.
0: It would be wonderful if it was. There's so many things I'd like my boss to
1: approve. <laughs> so when I, when I met you, you were a, a bright young analyst, and I don't know whether you had product marketing in your sights. But I guess looking back, what kind of advice would you give to a person early in their career who's thinking about product marketing as a direction?
0: Yeah, I think the really difficult thing about product marketing is you can get in fairly early as a product marketing manager with a few years of experience. I obviously waited until much later in my career. I had been kind of working for 15 years before I took the role. But I think having exposure to other areas is really important. So for me, my career spanned being an analyst. I took a job as a salesperson for a while at a company called Comscore in Virginia, which wound up not being a very good fit for me. I'm not the pound the phone Try to get the contract signed, type of a person. But what I did discover was having the right tools to make a sale is really important to being successful. And I even found that when I was working at Strategy Analytics. So I would say get some practical experience doing the different jobs that you need to support as a product marketer. Right, as product marketing, you sit between sales, you sit between the product team, you sit between the marketing team, and and sometimes with the executive team as well. So having Frontline experience in those areas, I think, is really important to empathizing with the people you work with. Because even though you're not in product and empathy is a strong uh, asset in the product team, it really is important in product marketing as well. Because if you can't understand why the salesperson, the account executive needs that piece of content, or why the customer may find it useful to distribute that internally to make the case for what they're trying to buy, then it's difficult to get up the energy and the excitement to build it and try to innovate on it and answer and solve problems. So that would be number one. And then I would say try to find a product marketing role, an entry-level type of a role, which are never really entry-level. You usually need about three to five years of experience to get those jobs and see if you like it and then decide if you're going to go with a big company and try to focus on one small area or if you want to go with a smaller company and get exposed to lots of different things. So you know, the person we hire to do our customer marketing uh, had no prior experience in product marketing. She was out of school for about three years. She had worked at LinkedIn But now she's building our customer marketing practice because she's had that experience and she can bring her empathy from a sales perspective and also from a customer perspective and build processes that work that can leverage her experience at a large company, but also take it on a smaller scale and say, okay, we have a customer account team that has 15 or 20 people in it how can we optimize their time? How can we make the experience better for our customers? But I don't think those things would be possible if she hadn't previously had experience kind of on the front lines and also being at a large company helped her significantly because they do have robust training programs and they do have mentorship programs and and all those things helped her accelerate her career to a point where it probably wouldn't have been for another two or three years if she had started at a smaller company.
1: Well, Josh, this was a great discussion. Thanks for joining me here on Confessions of a Marketer. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks for having me. And uh, just all the executives out there listening, be nice to your product marketing people. Their job is is pretty hard.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Mark. I really want to thank Josh for being with me. Next week, Joe Kishurba on design in an era of sameness. Lots more in the works, so stay tuned. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Jordan of A Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global, Inc., and this episode is copyright 2018. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You want cash, you want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy five hour energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you instantly won 10 100 or even $1,000. Then you drink that five-hour energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. Five-hour energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply.